The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz. Hello, hello. And you're in town. You're not out of town. Um, I am currently in town, however, preparing for out of town twice in the next three weeks. Oof. Do, do, you, do you have like this kind of, uh, every time you get scheduled to go out of town, this kind of, I don't know that I want to get out there in the world as it continues to go crazy? No, because I know that I can. So at work, I have this thing that I do. Um, I've been saying it for years, you know, to quote the Kevin Smith line, which is not mine. Uh, this job will be great if it weren't for all the customers. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's another thing that I do at work and I call it thinking for stupidity, where I basically think like a dumbass. I basically can, I, I, I'm clairvoyant. I'm clairvoyantly dumb, dumb, dumbly clairvoyant. Basically, I can I can foresee stupidity happening around every curve or every turn, and I can mitigate it because I'm a stupidity efficiency expert. I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. So you're in what is it? S E E. Yeah, I see. C? I see things. You see. I see. And what this, week, this week we're joined by another S E E in the house, Johnny Townsend once again, riding the earnest wave. Yeah, I am also an expert in stupidity. I would dare say the number one expert in stupidity in the world. I see Johnny all the time. And the reason I can foresee it is because I am it. I live it, and uh, I'm okay with it. (laughs) It's like yin and yang. Johnny balances out my, quote, intellect. Yeah. My stupidity intellect. And the world is right. Also, I had a side note here. I was... Uh, looking up stuff about Ernest, of course, because uh, that's what I, not even just for his podcast, just for fun, because that's what I do. <laughs> uh, and uh, I found this on Yahoo, uh, one of their stories that's on there today, is that the mom from, I'm blanking on her name, but she's been in a lot of stuff, but the mom from Jingle All the Way uh, is, I can't remember her name, but she's definitely, an, Rita Wilson, I think that's who it is. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks' wife? I believe so, uh, but she hates that movie <laughs> because she feels she's very dumb in it, and her reasoning is that she didn't know that her own husband was Turbo Man at the end of it. Uh, how many people don't know that Spider-Man is Spider-Man? And how many people Peter don't Parker know that Spider-Man? But how does she know when it's Clark Kent is Superman? When he just well, he hunches over. <laughs> he hunches over a little bit. He's also he like a, a nebbish little... He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so weak. I'm a newscaster, but that's all I can do. And then he's like, but once I take my shirt off. I have poor eyesight until I can fly. Christopher okay. Reeve did play that well, that kind of like, oh, bumbling kind of guy. But then he was super just confident Superman. And yeah. it wasn't over the top, like, you know, muscular, bulbous Superman. It was just kind of like he had a confidence about him. And then when he was Clark, it was just kind of like this. Oh, oh, well, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry about that. It, yeah. it, he might have been acting. Yes. Some might call it a dual role. I thought it was just that that like when he transforms. Like because like, he transforms, right? Oh, if you transformed exactly. <laughs> and oh, uh, that, that was Rita Wilson. Um, yes, yes, it was. Johnny. Um, but we are not talking about transforming Superman today. We are talking about another earnest movie in our quest to dive into all that is earnest this month of December so that we could end on the holiday note. This time, we, we're, we jumped into a holiday that was just a couple months ago. This time, we watched Ernest Scared Stupid. From Touchstone Pictures, monstrous trolls have sprung to life. Catch your hope you're from Keebler. And now, Ernest P. Worrell is springing into action. He'll try anything. I know Tai Chi Kung Fu, Joe 
and everything. With your shoes untied. To save the day. It's showtime. Yeah. It's Ernest P. Ward in a brand new movie. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? You know what I mean? Starts Friday, October 11th at a theater. So... We're just going to jump right into the plot. We're not going to start talking about thoughts and, and experiences with the films until a little later. I want to jump into the plot. Johnny, uh, I feel like this is your forte. Why don't you take us into the plot of this movie? Wait, wait, wait because it's a scary movie? <laughs> exactly. I'm an expert on this. Yeah. Uh, this will be tough for me because this, of course, is the pinnacle of filmmaking. And to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to just to blur that down into a simple little blurb, I feel is just doesn't give it the respect it deserves uh, and, and its legacy that it holds. But I will try. Uh, so Ernest, uh, of course, has a great job, and his job here is uh, he's a garbage man, and he drives a garbage truck for his little for his town, and that's what he does. But of course, even though he himself has no children that we're aware of. Uh, the other kids in the neighborhood think he's the bee's knees and think he's great. And they hang out with him because that's not weird that an, a strange adult who's not related to you at all uh, is hanging out with your children. That's totally fine. Garbage that man went no through my head this whole movie. Why is this adult helping children who's not his, who have parents, bad ones, find yeah. you? Yes. yes. <laughs> Awful yes. ones. Yeah, every parent in this movie does not come off well. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, basically, there's a, this town's been cursed, uh, and especially Ernest and his ancestors have been cursed by a troll who uh, was captured because this troll loves to, uh, of course, take children and uh, turn them into wooden little things. And, uh, and there's a special tree, too. And uh, the curse is that uh, an ancestor of Worrell will release the troll and he will come back and get his vengeance upon the town and i think that's it's exactly because, what happens isn't it because get, every every generation they're getting dumber and dumber yes yes <laughs> yes getting more and so and at more some stupid. point one of them is going to be the one to let him out and of course it's our beloved Ernest who mm-hmm. is the one who does so and uh releases this troll who by the way uh is hideous looking <laughs> it's uh, uh i would say that this would be scarier than the Yeti. Yes. Yeti. What's the Yeti? Oh, WCW, man. You know what oh, the Yeti is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Yeti. The Yeti. Uh, it's got to be. But whose side is he on? Nobody knows. Uh, so but, this is a Halloween flick. Yes. Yeah. Definitely takes place during Halloween. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a movie I watch every year for Halloween. Uh, so uh, That says must, something about you. I know that I'm a, a bona fide smart genius person see i see you yeah and uh this uh, a film of course ends when Ernest saves the day and literally uh time doesn't matter if you're stuck in this tree apparently because everyone that this troll has ever uh ever captured comes back and uh, has and there's a very happy ending for this movie thankfully and we it was don't get a, to cry that was weird for me too when they when the they're just like sister Ab- abigail was that no it wasn't abigail was it <laughs> um <laughs> sister it so-and-so sister francis she's like uh is that you why are you so old um, don't ask questions who are the two little white kids that came out with them um, adopted just I don't, I don't. <laughs> are they just without family now like they're gonna be you know what I mean? A lot of them would be right if they were taken from that from from that era. Oh, like, yeah. how long ago was this? That's the other thing. Yeah, how old is, is 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 Eartha Kitt's character, man? Yeah, that's one thing I was very confused about in this movie. <laughs> uh, it, that's the only uh, flaw that I ever found in this film. The nineteenth <laughs> <The only. laughs> century. Yeah, this is the nineteenth century, so eighteen something or other. Wow, I'll bet she knows Santa. She could have been in her hundreds. Yeah, but she was. Um, I don't think they make glasses that strong for people that are in their hundreds. She looked like a, a steampunk with those those goggles. Yeah. And that hair. Steampunk character, yeah. And I mean everything else around. Yeah, no can, explanation as to why all the garbage was in her. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> We're applying logic to an earnest movie. Which, by the way, uh, this movie is I, I just realized that Ernest 
in the movies as a plot device mm-hmm. is Shaggy and Scooby. He's both. He well, he, once in this he one. stumbles upon the the solution just accidentally. Mm. Yeah, Miak. Sorry to sorry to break your heart there, Johnny. A jar of Miak. I would argue against that though. Well, I mean, you can argue, but you know, and I'll be right. You know, we both know you're going to get <laughs> lose. You're no. going to lose. Well, I mean, see, I never accept defeat, uh, even if it's obviously that I've been defeated. I won't <laughs> accept it. Uh, I'm accepting a, life. Yeah, I'm becoming a Republican. Is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, this is this is silence your Fox News for the hour. But uh, <laughs> although they did finally concede on the uh, the voter fraud, oh, yeah, that's too funny. funny. Um, about that. But my my thing would be he, while he technically does stumble on the solution, he was looking for it the whole time. Like he went to the right source for the solution. Uh, he just thought that milk was meak. Uh, so, so I would argue he was actively looking for it. He didn't actually stumble upon it. But uh, it was he was corrected. I think yeah. would be the better way. He w- now, his eyes were opened. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that kind of drove me nuts about this entire plot was that the entire the, plot, the dad. Well, th- throughout this the story, right, was this the dad of the kid, right, the the sheriff of the town. Oh, yeah, was mean, the Vince most Gil? lackadaisical sheriff of all time. I mean, of Vince Gill. Vince Gill needs to stick to music. Yeah. Was that that wasn't Vince no, Gill? Dude. But it looks <laughs> it looks like a very young Vince Gill or he's very. Just, uh, he needs to just keep doing his duets with Reba McIntyre. Yeah, and being married because, to Amy Grant because his uh, sheriffing wasn't the greatest. <laughs> but it's fun. It's or funny. Parenting. I know it's funny because as even him and the wife as parents, you know they're they're. Uh, it was always like telling the kid, oh, just go go do whatever, you know, go stay home, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like, where's our baby? Where's our baby? It, it, like the way the mom just did that 180 turn for me was just like, what? I thought she was just like, you know, just make sure you go home or go do this. And then she was just freaking out. Where's my baby? Uh-huh. Where's my baby? And I can't wait to get to the acting because there was something about that mom that I was, I was actually kind of impressed. I got to tell you. You mean that she was the impressed. best actor in the whole movie? <laughs> There's a lot to be impressed with with this work of art that we watched. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is a work, I think. Of art. I don't know if it's art, but it's a work. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get into the actors and acting then. Uh, we've been talking about Ernest in each of these movies, obviously. So Jim Varney uh, continues to impress, at least for me, in, in terms of uh, you know, playing all these different kinds of crazy, zany characters. And I love that the one kid said that that towards the end, he's like, I got to de- defend a fort with the, what do you say? With a split personality or mm-hmm. something like that? Multiple yeah. personalities. <laughs> but it's a perfect way to describe Ernest, right? Because it's, yeah. not, it's not realistic in any way that he's like, all right, hang on, kid. Goes back, changes, and comes back, and then continues his monologue. But the, the, the idea that he's just kind of switching into these characters, I love that. I love that it kind of shows the range that he can do uh, when, he's, when he's playing all different kinds of characters that way. Yeah, but for taking it very seriously, he has a mental issue, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, right. Like better. you could take out all the comedy, right, and put yeah. all like dramatic music this to is it. Like Garfield without Garfield, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's um. So to to that point, there's a series of videos on YouTube where people have taken, much like I requested for the last two episodes, that people put in different music over top of different scenes. They took the intro to different strokes. You know where Mister um, Yeah, what's his name goes and picks up. Um, uh, 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 Arnold and his younger brother and yeah. puts him in the back of his, his uh, town car uh, and instead of having um, you know well the world don't move mm-hmm. you know that uh, they put like this very ominous like like <laughs> like Halloween like um, like Michael Myers is walking behind you at some point <laughs> and it's called instead of different strokes it's called disturbing strokes and oh it is God. it changes everything it is we could, awesome you could totally do that with this kind of a movie man because you're right johnny the way he acts that way is not a normal thing obviously but that's the right. point to this this is the we said this before these kinds of movies are family type movies these they're made mostly for for younger people for kids um, yeah they're very goofy yeah, yeah yeah extremely off the wall it's cartoonish also with the kind of violence that's in these these uh because i mean think about it this dude would be dismembered by now with all the stuff he's been through, especially with that big giant bear trap. He literally, oh well, not even just that. He gets stuck in his own garbage truck 
and survives. <laughs> compactor. I mean, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I just feel like uh, this is just, this is classic Jim Varney by now. Yeah. We've been mm-hmm. watching these out of order. Uh, you know, we didn't watch them the way they were released chronologically. And this is, uh, of the four movies, this is the latest of all, the, the later of all of them. Um, I think this was 91, I think, 91 yes. or 92, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so they had budget. Yeah, they definitely had budget, but you could also tell there's a difference in the kind of, I don't know, the film quality and the and the acting in this film. So uh, I don't know, but 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 for me, Jim Varney doesn't change. Like he's the constant. Like there's, it's just, he just he's that character. He lives and breathes that character. Oh yeah, I mean he'd already been that character for so long to start with. Uh, you know, he obviously knew what he was doing. And again, I think we've said it before. Uh, w- unheralded how great of a physical comedian he is or was Mm -hmm. sadly exactly what about eartha kit uh what's the deal with i mean we we talked about this last time but having (laughs) what's the deal with airline food uh (laughs) but too um uh what's the i mean it's so strange (laughs) and silly that he gets all these older actors eartha kit being uh you know an actor and a musician um it's just this thing had a nine and a half million dollar budget. Granted, Eartha Kitt was not as you know top level yeah. as she was. I mean, granted, this might have one might argue that this might have projected her back into the mainstream of uh, of acting because she did a couple Disney movies after this, uh, mainly voices. But how wild is it that Eartha Kitt is in? is in an earnest movie which is crazy to that you say that she went on to do a couple of disney movies after because this one was the one where disney decided not to do any more with with the earnest films this was the mm-hmm. last touchstone yeah. film um but they were just like hey at, at least you brought us eartha appreciate that um it's i so for me it's always cool to see eartha kit i like eartha kit you know obviously it's a it's a nostalgic thing because immediately it's just like hey there's Catwoman. Mm-hmm. um but she, she played this character very well i think i really liked the character this this kind of they always like kind of kind of alluded to her like she's a witch yeah she's the, that person in the neighborhood that all the kids are like we don't go near that house yeah how, how many neighborhoods have this by the way like you say it's the person in the neighborhood um that might be the person in the state in some areas or the person on the block you know if you're thinking about the burbs or yeah. you know case in point chris when we watched the burbs there was a one on the block yeah yeah but you know but typically there's a there's somebody something in your past from wherever you've lived that there there's a neighborhood of something where there's this house where it's got the weird old man or the creepy old lady um and she's and beyond yard, creepy, and he, though. Yeah, and oh, the yard has a lot of stuff shrap, yeah. shrap metal or scraps and whatever. <laughs> exactly. And not just scraps. It's like she, she does all some sort of like ironworking art with it. Did you see her door? You don't go mm-hmm. and buy that at Home Depot. <laughs> I think that was a deterrent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want the people coming around. I, you know what I like, though, they did with this thing, too? Um, so this is early 90s when they were really starting to push the whole recycling thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that was the big <laughs> message that, that, that Ernest had. He's coming by her house talking about recycling all the stuff in there. Um, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like that message to the kids. You know what I mean? You could tell it's a movie that's kind of geared toward, toward giving them a message. And, and he did it so innocently, but at the same time, so earnestly. Not Ernest P. Worley, but Ernest, honestly, yeah. like innocently. Because, I mean, I remember when I was in fifth grade, there was a chorus concert that the elementary chorus did where they had a song called recycle rap (laughs) and it was, it should have been recycled back to the drawing board. Now that I remember, I'm vaguely remembering some of the, somebody's probably got it on YouTube. So let's give them a beat. (laughs) No, I don't even know what the beat was. I wasn't in chorus. I was a stagehand. There you go. There you go. Those that can't do, do stagehand. (laughs) Um, all right, who else is in this film? We have Bo- uh, Bobby re- returns in this film, right? Bobby played the brother of, uh, what's his name, in jail. Ernest goes to jail. Chuck, was that his name? Yes. Chuck and Bobby? Um, yes. But Chuck does not return. So this was the one that where is. he didn't return. And in, in the idea is, is the character who plays uh, the side man to Bobby is the, um, was supposed to be the younger brother mm-hmm. of Chuck and Bobby. Not as good. Yeah, not as good. 
You he was all right. He was trying, he was trying yeah. to, to kind of have that same flavor. Yeah, he was all right. He wasn't terrible, but uh, I think we just got so used to, you know, Chuck and Bobby. Like, they have a great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Who else is in this that's even of note? Like, I, when I look at the list on Wikipedia, I'm like, I don't know. I don't Did know. Did any of the kids grow up to, to do anything? Well, here's the thing. On Wikipedia, there's five of the cast of at least 15 five have links Ernest <laughs> or Jim Jim Varney has one Eartha Kitt obviously um, the woman that played Elizabeth uh, grew up to be Shay Astor and she is an American singer and actress and was in Third Rock from the Sun had a semi-regular role on that and was in Star Trek The Next Generation and was in one episode of Johnny's favorite Boy Meets World well, there we go I know it's seen her before. <laughs> and that's about it. Her Wikipedia yeah. article is probably shorter than mine ever would be if I had one. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, if for me, a lot of these actors and actresses, I was just like, I don't know who any of the, the, them are. Um, the dad was killing me, man. That guy's acting was a little rough for me, man. He really Let's call was. him out. Daniel really Butler. Was. Daniel what Butler, is, your is that deal? his name? Yeah. What is your deal, Daniel Butler? <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. Um, it's, no, I don't know if it was it was because the writing or if if it was because the acting made the writing nuts. Like, like the part, the part where the, um, right after, he, you know, he's just getting shot at and his son comes over and his son gives him the keys to get him out. Instead of getting up and going on, he's like, go get him, son. Like thumbs up. What <laughs> the hell is your deal, dude? What is going on there? Like who, who are, who, there's no adults in this town. No, not who. What's hey, wrong with you? I think that it's probably a combination of both <laughs> the writing of his character <laughs> and the acting uh, because I was very confused. I mean, as a kid, you don't care about this stuff, but you know, as an adult and you're actually paying attention to the acting, mm-hmm. uh, I was very confused about his character because as you first see him, he comes off like he's supposed to be very competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's supposed to be knowing what he's doing, but as you keep watching it, it's, it kind of contradicts that. Uh, very quickly and because he's obviously just is he's obviously just not listening to his kid i mean it's and the kids very being very plain and up front even though all these signs are pointing to what the kids saying are true and he just you know won't have any of it <laughs> so here's a question so like et you know how like the first half of that movie doesn't have any adults in it because it's supposed to be from the perspective of the kids mm-hmm do you think that earnest movies are kind of like that too considering that earnest is a adult with a child heart of a child maybe yeah and, that's and a good, all the adults seem competent and mean like the mayor yeah you could definitely see that you know what he, this kind of felt like he felt kind of like of like it's almost like the character of hubie in hubie halloween was a rendition of Ernest in this film you know what i mean does that make sense i don't i haven't I oh, haven't wasted haven't, two hours oh, of my time. Dude, come on. You've got to see that. Hey, it's not it, October. Just, just in, in, in that, like, he is. He's almost got that innocence, right? The kids do follow him into whatever you, whatever he's battling, even though I'm not going to ruin it for you. You've got to see Huey Halloween. Um, we might have to cover it for this show. Uh, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> There's always October. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I definitely see what you say there when, when he kind of represents that that big that man child man perspective child. yeah yeah, that, yeah. That, i mean the only thing he's missing is adult collectibles that are toys within the box but That's, maybe not in box toys. not in box but oh you know what this is a this is another one of the films we're going to be watching but yeah we'll, we'll i'll bring that back up later because when you said that i was just like oh this is i don't amazing. feel i don't feel Ernest would keep any of his collectibles in box though no i don't think no. that's who he is i, I think know. he'd take it He'd out and the then wall. work it into a yeah. contraption yeah, it'd be part of his. <laughs> it'd be part of the way he somehow gets dressed. <laughs> That's his Rube Goldberg. Rube exactly. Goldberg machines. Exactly. Um, real quick, who was it that played the mother? This was it. Esther Houston, the mother of the the main kid. Is that her, Esther Houston? Uh, let's see. The sheriff was uh, Daniel Butler, played by or played Cliff Binder. So Esther Huston, yeah. Huston Houston, whatever. We have um, a problem. <laughs> So throughout this movie, she was just kind of like a, eh. you know, I'm watching her acting. I'm like, it's just kind of one of these actresses. Right. But then at the end, when she was like 
so she was remember she was crying when she was missing and like she was legit crying i was looking at this woman going like she's getting into this part this peep like this scene was like her scene she knew she had to like bring it and so when the director's like action it's like the the faucets are flowing like she's really emotional did you notice this or was it just me just like watching too closely on that no you're right and and here's the funny thing she has five movie credits yeah five two of which are earnest movies oh what's the other one dr otto and the riddle of the gloom beam which is the 1985 it's like, like the first movie he did i believe yeah it was yeah. it was like a cameo it's like um i have to check that out i don't think i've ever seen that before have you seen it john I, no i believe it's on tubi though i think i saw it on a streaming service but i didn't actually watch it yet gonna have to give that a shot um that'll be extra credit there you go. There's not enough people on this for, again, so anything else on the cast, you guys, any standouts? What about the uh, children? That's the what children I was literally about me. to say. I thought the kids yeah. were, were fine. Uh, yeah. They didn't necessarily annoy me, which, like, that's the thing with child actors. They're, there's a fine line they got to take, I think. Uh, you know, I know for a lot of your TV shows and movies, they would put kids in them, so especially if it was a kid's movie or show. Mm-hmm. So kids would have somebody to kind of relate to, but oftentimes they were just the most annoying part <laughs> of it. Uh, but I thought these kids were, were fine. The only ones who were annoying were the bullies, but I think it's what they were supposed to be. Yeah. By the way, interesting clothing choice for those bullies. Uh, a decent, like, uh, let's call it a decent in air quotes, uh, a dressy t-shirt, if you will. Uh, one step above the tuxedo t-shirt. For bullies. And sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. yes. And a haircut that's about six months overdue. Yes, and the best they part should have been bullied. And the best part was how, uh, how overly aggressive they were. Like even <laughs> just how they're talking in a classroom setting. <laughs> they're in a classroom, it's just overly aggressive. The dork likes her, <laughs> and they're the mayor's kids. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So um, I think that's all. That's all we have to say about the actors and acting. Let's move on to the soundtrack. So this is all score. There's no actual real songs on this. Um, Johnny, I know you love this score. I, lo- I know you love the, the main theme for this song or this movie. Yeah, I, yeah the main theme is uh, one of my favorites. I ju- it just sticks in my head and it just doesn't go away. Uh, and I just absolutely love it. Uh, I think, I think, I think it fits it, perfectly. Yeah, it totally fits that opening, the opening credits, you know, the way they do the, the, the quick scenes of, of Ernest kind of running into this dark room with these lights yeah. on him. And then it switches to those old black and white horror films, which are actual scenes from real horror films. Right. Fifties uh, horror films. Um, Is that a staple of the Ernest series um, where they will splice the in old, not, not just the opening, but oh. like they'll splice in old, uh, like old, old, um, uh, what was it called? Open source or, or whatever. Uh, no longer part uh, yeah. open I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's part of, it's free, basically, to use. Yes, it's no longer, uh, what's it called, a private it's, domain? Yeah, uh, public like domain. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah, private yeah, yeah. or public. It's is, one of the domains. That, John, you're the expert here. Is that a normal earnest thing to do? I think this is um, the only I, one that I've seen it in. I, I so believe far, it's, I yeah, I don't think it's very, something they do all the time where we would have seen it in the other movies. Uh, um, good point, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I know that you've seen, probably, you probably have the Ernest 10 disc set, um, although... I, I even I even know when he went to Africa and when he was in the army and when he slam dunked a basketball. So. What about when he went to school? I, uh, that of course as well. What about rides again? Uh huh. Wow, you've really seen Oof. them all. I really have. <laughs> you um, you need a girlfriend. <laughs> no man, from your lips to my hand. <laughs> oh I'm not god! Think about that comment anymore. Um, it sounds dirty. Sean, what was your thoughts on the on the sound on the score of this film? Uh, I mean, the sound was was definitely good. It it definitely evoked that that emotion, that tense, you know, uh, effect. The mm-hmm. you know, um, although the audio as a whole, and maybe it was just the version that I watched, was not mixed very well. Like it really? was too loud, or it was too soft, or again, maybe it was just the audio or the version that I that I watched. Um, but I, I mean, I could hear it. I usually watch with the captions too because it's just easier. But um, what? really, yeah, I watch everything with captions. 
How can you see what's happening while you're reading? Oh, I, I speed read. <laughs> no, it's while just they're there. talking, while they're, it's, it's just there I'm, to help kind of accentuate what they're saying. I, I uh, think I'm going to back. I'm going to back Sean up on this. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> I think that the one thing that I've really noticed with special movies today is that I have a harder time hearing actual dialogue because. Uh, they're all spliced up for the big booms and, and explosions mm-hmm. and stuff. But like the Marvel movies do this. And I love Marvel movies, but uh, I have a hard time with them a lot of the times because the sound just seems all over the place when I don't have like a big old stereo system. Mm-hmm. When I'm just trying to listen to it through my actual TV speakers. Oh, uh, well, well, that's your first mistake. <laughs> yes. I actually have surround sound in the house. I've been in the wall speakers and such. So you got to it's... enjoy the, the Ernest Scared Stupid theme with surround sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, was... I'm very Johnny, you would have been in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like wearing Bose headphones. I don't, I don't, I don't own a pair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I will watch with the captions simply because you actually get more um, insight so as well because it's, you know, you get to see what's being whispered in the background or, or whatever. It, it and the one th- let's the one thing that I just realized, and I realized this because uh, I was just told this by somebody who's listening in on this. Uh, <laughs> Eartha Kitt, who obviously I knew as Catwoman, that's how I recognized her. Yeah, she was a uh, singer too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. She actually oh, yeah. was the one who sang Santa Baby. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just yeah. put that together. Yeah, that's blowing my mind. <laughs> Santa yeah. baby. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's definitely that's Eartha Kit, man. That's uh, that's why when I every time I see her, dude, I I love Eartha Kit. I really do. I think yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's yeah. definitely awesome. Uh, and for me, the sound, the the score of this film, you're right. It, you know, it fits the mood. It fits the film. You know, when things are supposed to be zany and and, and wacky the score fits it you know when it's supposed to start feeling a little bit more creepy it got into that kind of mood like when they first came across where the tree was right but they had to go through like the thickets with yeah. uh with the the fog kind of rolling in the music gets a little creepier there so you know it works i thought it works very well um mm-hmm. but that's it that's a, that's what we're going to say on the soundtrack we're moving on to special effects there were more this time this was interesting um what's the yes. first what are we going to talk about first in terms of special oh you want to talk about uh just the the actual makeup the trolls you know the costume design with that because i thought they looked cool well at least the main troll i thought looked really cool some of the other trolls they have a really cool design but they looked very rubbery you know mm-hmm. as, yeah. as opposed to this one looking a little bit more realistic with the movement in the faces uh, you, you can tell that with the main one that took more time yeah. with it oh, yeah. because it's going to get a lot of screen time. So yeah. it made sense. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it came off very well. And as a kid, uh, when I was a kid watching this, I, I thought that thing was disturbingly ugly and scary. <laughs> so I, I, so like, I will go ahead. I was going to say, so like I haven't seen it in a while. Right. So when I was a kid, I didn't realize he had two noses. It wasn't until watching it again. I was just like, Holy crap. That's two literal full noses with their yeah. own nostrils on. Yeah. On either side, it's the creepiest looking thing. And and to that point, his downfall is allergies. <laughs> well, as a kid, yes, he's lactose intolerant. Uh, as a kid, uh, nose boogers are not scary, but as an adult, they are frightening because you know what that shit does. Ugh, yeah, no thanks. And you see all of that. And I thought it looked great. Um, and how about when he good when he turns into Super Troll? The first thing I thought was like, this yeah. is Super Shredder. Oh yes. <laughs> You remember yes. when Shredder's Super Shredder? I so, do remember Kevin Nash shows up. So yeah. who would be? So to that point, would Dink the Clown be the uh, be the actor in inside of uh, uh, the Super the Super Troll? <laughs> I hope so. That's what I want more than anything. Uh, side note: If you guys ever cover any Ninja Turtle movie, and I'm not a part of it, uh, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to talk about Super Shredder, um, but yeah, I, I thought talk that about Turtles Three. I thought, I thought that looked amazing. Um, a little too rough. And what were those things? Some sort of whatever they were, the eggs, the fruits that were going to come out of the trees. Yeah, that, that part was really well done. I thought you know, so complete too. Complete with like the different stages where it had nothing and then it had like those clear worms on it. Yes, I saw and then, that. And I'm just like, how are they doing that? It looked like slime or worms just, that were just kind of like slithering around it. And so for me, like immediately, I was just like, wow. You know, the effects department for this movie actually went all out and made a lot of this look 
good. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they left a lot to, to, to be desired in certain spots, but it's a kid's film. It's a family film, but yeah, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. even down to where the trolls like able to hold the truck in place as it's trying to go away. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a cool little part there, yeah. you know, just showing yeah, how yeah. strong this thing is watching the asphalt break up as he starts yeah. getting dragged himself. That looked good. Um, now when they do get hit with the milk and then kind of turn into this puddle of mush, that transition that's the sister bend the puddle of mud mm, that was something <laughs> it was a thing that's puddle um, of mud sister bend puddle of mush yeah the um <laughs> it looks yeah it was definitely kind of um a little bit more it was like they started running out of money for special effects and so or be or like i said this is kind of a, a kid's film so you're not going all in to make this thing look like it's i don't know really standing there and melting into that puddle you know Mm-hmm. But still, when they get to the final puddle stage, that's yeah. pretty gross. Oh, yeah, that looked great. That yeah. looked great. Um, what else? What else was in here in terms of special effects that I'm missing? The ghosts was just like a small oh, overlay. At the beginning. The, yeah. Well, and, and when he turned into a demon oh, troll. Oh, that's right. And, and that's right. you know, but most of that was practical with the with the puppet or with the, the mm-hmm. suit where everything just kind of grew out of it. And it became, as Johnny said, Super Shredder. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, not, not bad in terms of special effects. I think, you know, I, again, for the film it was, and the, the, the year it came out what, what and for the say? budget 91. they had yeah. yeah, 91 and then the budget they had for it on top of that. I mean, I thought they did what they could and it, a lot of it looks pretty good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, fellas. Well, let's talk about what are your favorite, uh, favorite parts of this movie? What stands out to you? Quote scenes, John A. There's, there's a lot for me, uh, so I will try to condense it. Uh, the me jar, huh? The, yes. Uh, some of my favorite lines are in this movie. Uh, like one of them was, uh, what good is a wooden dog? I mean, sure, he can swim better. Uh, that's a line that I love, and I laugh every time I hear it when he says it, especially how he delivers it. It's just perfect. Uh, you know, eat bumper booger lips is a great well, insult. But he did say one. he might call him Splinter. Yes, Hurdle. Hurdles yeah. tie in. Go yes. back to the Ernest goes to camp instead of the. Turtles. That's the crossover I need. <laughs> that hey, never happened. The they've crossed over with Ernest. DC, with uh, yeah. with uh, the Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, <laughs> but no Ernest. What's happening here? Oh, uh, IDW, get on that. Um, but it's, uh, but also one of the other scenes that always stands out to me, and I remember when I first saw this as a kid, and it really, honestly, truly creeped me out and scared me when I was a kid, is when that poor little girl was in her own bed. Mm. And she's looking one way, and of course she thinks something's under Dude, her bed, so she yeah. checks it out. Nothing's there, and then she's laying there, she's getting relaxed, and she just happens to turn over, and there's that troll just staring her right in the face. That was done so perfectly. It really <laughs> and was. It really, and it really freaked me out as a kid, and it's I, such a perfect little scary thing. I agree. Watching it just this, this last time I was watching it was, uh, as that was coming to play, when she you know goes down and grabs her teddy bear and comes back up real slow, and you can hear the music getting a little creepier. I was like, holy cow, this is actually a little creepy. This is like, I thought, like, how did they get this creepy with a, with a, a children's film? Because it is. And they do use kind of like a horror movie trope in that, that scene, the way that looks, yeah. the camera angles. But you're right. As soon as you see it that big on screen, just that face right there. It's just terrifying, you. dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, holy crap. Yeah, um, just staring at you and she uh, just screams her head off how does her mom not hear her mom's like literally let's you know out in the living room because yeah. she was one of the good parents or, or no she wasn't she was a little aloof yeah and obtuse there's nothing under your bed you need to grow up well there were two things on <laughs> three technically things under her bed so you're wrong mom yeah yeah, yeah exactly of course that's kid argument logic it's not 9 15 it's 9 12 i like yeah. <laughs> yeah i like that scene uh I like the scene when Ernest is trapped in that big uh, <laughs> uh, barrel and Earth the Kid's got a giant can, can opener. Over. <laughs> yeah. That's so I'm ridiculous. Like, the f- that's that, so that, great. That is the epitome also- of physical comedy, though. <laughs> yes, it's amazing because it's just played off straight. They don't, need, they don't yeah. acknowledge it, nothing. Uh-uh. Just played straight while they're talking. And, and all she's that, doing is bending the barrel around him. <laughs> and just that whole scene where the troll's attacking Ernest on his truck and rim shots are driving the truck. <laughs> and, Ernest is, uh, and Ernest has complete faith in his dog, by the way. Because yeah. he gets on the back of that truck and tries to use nunchucks, which I absolutely <laughs> love, too. Because, of course, he fails at it. 
And uh, so let's overanalyze this truck for a second. (laughs) So let's overanalyze the truck. The truck is old enough to where I don't believe it has cruise control. Nope. But yet it never slows down. Right. (laughs) It does speed up though when Rimshot jumps down on the thing. But speeding up. Three pounds on it. The best thing is, is speeding up and they cut to Ernest in that, in the the, the bed of the truck and he's Mm -hmm. still standing on his feet, like literally surfing the car. Mm -hmm. The, The velocity doesn't affect him whatsoever well he's he's, he's got balance <laughs> yeah um, um let's not the, forget let's not forget chris when he in the beginning of the movie when he takes the baby and he is like no. every child does he starts talking for the baby yeah no i have a family i'll send him a card and he just, <laughs> he just shoves baby. his head into the gears <laughs> just so everybody knows it's a baby doll if you haven't seen this movie and you listen yes. to this it's I mean, an actual baby that's the whole idea of announcing <laughs> the movie in advance but yeah <laughs> yes the baby the doll baby as it were um, um how about you were talking about those nunchucks, Johnny? So initially, those nunchucks were actually weren't they the handles of of the shears he used initially? No, he bought those from the yeah he bought those from, from the, the guy oh, from Bobby okay. and his okay. younger brother. Okay, okay. Yeah. um, yeah, that was funny, dude. That's a, it's it's there's a lot of really good funny scenes in this film. Um, Let's a not lot of good forget gags. the gag where he keeps saying. Um, my, I never knew when to quit. Just ask my fourth grade teacher. <laughs> yes, and they yeah. just keep cutting back to the same recycled footage. He but never it, it is different. It, it is quit. different each time, though. If you take a look at is it? it, every time oh, he hits, he he gets hit. He hits and reacts a different way. And I oh. I believe there's more lines as we keep going throughout the film. I'll have to go back and look at it. But I did notice it was like each time he was just like oh a different kind of uh, reaction to getting hit. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's so, yeah, there was a lot to this that, that made me just die laughing. And I remember that was the thing about these films is that it's, it, it makes you just kind of sure. Let's just get rid of where we look at it and go, Oh, come on. Right. And just get into it and enjoy the gags for what they are. Because really a Jack Russell is going to drive a truck, bro. I mean, come on. Rimshot hey, will. Hey, you don't hey, know. Rimshot. Rimshot hey. knows how to do it all, man. Yeah. Rimshot's a smart dog. Um, any other, any other parts of this movie you guys, uh, stand out to you or, or you want to move on to rating it? There's one. Uh, Yeah. I had one thing too. Go ahead. You go first. So the wooden statues, the wooden children, whatever. Mm -hmm. My grandmother in her living room has, and has for the last, since I've been alive, two chairs, like every grandparent's house, one for her, one for my like grandfather in the middle. There's a, there's a little table, Mm -hmm. you know, like an end table, so to speak. On her side, there is a wooden woman feeding birds. And when I saw the, the first <laughs> kids, I'm like, okay, this is weird. Where did she get the? I know she's not a movie prop collector. And I was born before this movie came out. So this is not a thing that she would have gotten from this movie. And if my grandmother is into Ernest, that's going to be weird. But Maybe she's a troll. <laughs> and she's just she's turning, trolling en- you, man. She's no, turning she's all her hag. enemies into, into <laughs> little wooden statuettes. She's just an old hag. <laughs> she's a troll in that way, and she's also making disparaging comments on YouTube. Uh, no, not on YouTube. Definitely not. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, what about uh, what's yours, Johnny? Uh, one last scene, I, and I okay. Just let me say this: I literally cried. Everything now. I've gotten to the age where everything makes me mm-hmm. cry. Uh, especially when kids. Look, That's when it look, gets real bad. Well, I don't even need that. Like, I'm sure it'd be even worse there. I mean, I can oh, just look in the mirror and I'll cry. But. Uh, uh, the, the very last scene where everybody's turning back and Rimshot had been turned into mm-hmm. a wooden dog. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's wrong, Ernest? There's nothing in that tree for me. That line gets me every time. <laughs> and, then Rimshot, back. and then Rimshot shows up and then like happy tears just scream down my face. Because Rimshot you have to reach greatest. for the sink and turn it off the waterworks. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Stop. No, no, no. Don't look. I blame it all on allergies if I'm in a room with other people. I blame it on the rain. Or you just blame it on choking on something. I like, love the rain. <laughs> oh, God, what am I choking on? <laughs> yeah, I'll just go sing in the rain is what I do. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do it. Let's, let's, uh, let's give this movie a rating. We're doing it out of five jars of Miak. Five jars of Miak. Sean, go first. Ooh, my turn. Um, so this movie was better acted than the last... Um, which one did we... We watched... Uh, jail. What? Jail. We saw Camp in Jail. I think camp was uh, the worst of the three that we've seen so far and jail being comparatively with Ernest scared scoop stupid, the best in terms of story, cinematography, uh, plot. This is a, not a distant second at all. This is 
pretty good actually. Um, the acting it leaves a little bit to be desired, more so from the adults than from the kids, which is a weird sentence. Mm-hmm. The special effects were serviceable. The practical effects were really well done, um, as you know, and and they're very creative. Uh, that you can definitely tell that there was some thought put into it. Some uh, not just this immediate scene, but you know, further down, like with Super Super Troll. Um, the sound. Again, I'm going to assume that it was my mix that I was listening to, but uh, the sound design, the soundtrack, uh, all that was was, you know, pretty memorable, and and it definitely set the tone. Um, so uh, as far as all that goes, I'm going to say that this out of five jars of Miak, mm, I'm going to go three three point seven five on this one. Nice, nice. Uh, I'll go next. So I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. A lot of that, especially with the acting, you know, there were the comedic pieces. Varney killed it. Um, Like I said, you know, anytime we saw him doing a different character, loved it. Um, Even, even the new, I like to call the, uh, what's it, Bobby and what was his name? Chuck, the new Chuck, whatever, whoever he is, Uh, you know, they, I enjoyed watching them, even though it, it wasn't like the same guy, you know, Chuck, it was still enjoyable. And, and, you know, um, and the kids, you're right. The kids are, were, were pretty decent, man. They, they weren't annoying. I mean, there's a couple of them where, and I think you're right, Johnny, it's, it's like, they're supposed to be right. The bullies. And so just the annoyance of them, you're just like, Oh, these kids are, just... um, the stories are, I like the story, you know, I do when it's a, when you, you're looking at this as a family film and it's a Halloween film, you can't do anything that's too gory, anything that's too terrifying. You want it to be just scary enough. Um, and this fits that it was perfect. I like the idea that the reason that this happens is because, you know, generations earlier, this town had turned against this troll. And there's actually a, a message at the end of this film, right? That the way he actually defeats this super troll, um, you know, there's a message behind that and, and it can go all the way back to the beginning of the film and you see why there's all of this kind of animosity and, and all that he wanted was, you know, what he got at the end. So um, I like that. I really do enjoy it. I don't, I don't know. I think maybe it's because of nostalgia and how much I always did kind of like those summer camp type movies. I don't feel like that, that, that was the worst of them. I feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't even say worse because I've, I've been enjoying these films. Um, strongest let's say strongest so i think i think this movie is kind of right there with with ernest goes to camp in terms of how strong it fits for me in in these films so far um so for that i'm giving it 3.5 miak jars all right i'm going to tell you all the real score (laughs) so uh obviously this movie has a place in my soul i watch it every year it's I'm being honest, it's probably my favorite Halloween movie. Uh, I just whoa, love it whoa, so whoa. much. I thought Hocus Pocus was. I, this beats Hocus Pocus for me, and I love Hocus Pocus. Wow, so, okay. Uh, this, I mean, has everything I want. It's got Ernest. It's got a. It's got a great, a great puppy dog in it. Uh, I mean, the the I can overlook the parents acting because everything else just works so well mm-hmm. for me. Though I totally understand why y- y'all brought it up. There's very suspect parts <laughs> when it comes to the parents acting for sure. Uh, but you also got to remember they put these movies out really quickly behind each other. Like these yeah. things, they were rapid firing these movies out. Uh, so if you're thinking about that and the limited budget they had to work on and time limit they had, obviously uh, this really stands out even more as an adult to me just knowing these things. So um, I think both of your scores is very fair, but if I give this anything less than a four, I'm, I would be mad at my stuff. So this is getting four uh, Miaks for uh, jars or bottles or boxes of Miak, however you take your Miak. Uh, that's what case. this is getting for me. Four out of five, definitely. Uh, this is a uh, staple for me every Halloween and will continue to be so. Very nice. Very, very nice. So there you have it, folks. That's our rating on this film. Go check it out if you're a fan of the type of comedy we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. Um, next week, we're ending it. It's actually, it should be releasing. Actually, we're putting it out on Christmas Day. So Christmas mm-hmm. Day, you'll have a nice little present to listen to in your podcast app because we are covering Ernest Saves Christmas. Ho, 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 Vern. Merry Christmas. 
having his little party, Hilford. What? This is Harmony. She's been having kind of a tough time, so I'm helping her out. You know, kind of a father image kind of thing. As the twig is bent, so grows the tree. Know what I mean? It'll look good right over here, huh? Nice place. It's really you. Yeah, I just sit it right in there. Don't worry, Barn, I'll make it fit. You know, hanging up tinsel and some lights on the stuff in. Oh. Party punch. Yeah, that ought to hold. After all, Vern, it's Christmas time. It's a time for giving. A time for, for chestnuts opening on a roasted fire. A time for sleigh bells tinkling in the snow. Boy, Vern, that puppy's really stuck, know what I mean? You know, Vern, it looks like a transmutation of the 110 and the 220, know what I mean? You've never seen this one either, though, Sean. I mean, it's a Christmas movie that actually has made it as part of those kind of classic Christmas films to watch every year. Well, they don't play this for 24 hours on TBS. (laughs) So you're just stuck on TBS for the day. You're like, this is my thing right here. Well, it's either that or football, and I don't know if football is going to well i don't know if football is going to survive past this year obviously it will it survived world war ii uh when (laughs) most of the players were drafted Uh, so yeah but um i mean it's not really on my list of things to do we're doing it man we're getting festive and we're going to change your mind and it's going to become one of your favorite christmas films of all time yeah so until then johnny thanks again for joining us this week we'll see you next week uh, folks, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the other podcasts on the network and uh, make sure you find another favorite. That doesn't mean you stop listening to us. That means find yourself another one. Continue to listen to us. And if you have to choose between the two, then you just keep listening to us. Uh, other than that, Sean, you got anything to say? Uh, wear your mask. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a Floridian or other things. Just wear your mask. Be safe. And now it's time for you to unsilence your phones. There's nothing in this podcast for me.